This podcast was insane. I am telling you right now, be prepared. You're probably going to cry. So tissues, pen, paper, share this sucker everywhere. Sarah Centrella just goes nuts on this podcast. So y'all are in for a crazy treat. I cannot wait for you. And uh, you know what? I didn't do a fan of the week yesterday. So I'm going to go over right now. I'm going to Google Jess. I'm going to go to jessieleepodcast.com and I'm going to read the most recent five-star review and you get 50 bucks. So you just listen to this podcast. You have 24 hours. DM me. You get $50. Rockin' Chicky five-star review from this morning. It says, who are you surrounding yourself with? Boss Lee is putting out some killer content in caps while she's cooped up at home, listening today to her podcast, and I'm so fired up to work. I literally use her podcast to boost my, en- to boost my energy and get me focused on working. Thank you, Rockin' Chicky. You get 50 bucks, girlfriend or boyfriend. I think it's a girl, Chicky. Message me on Instagram, and I will get you your 50 bucks. Thanks for leaving these five-star reviews. Let's go, let's go, let's go, Sarah Centrella. Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It is Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee or The People's Mentor. And today on the episode of The People's Mentor, we have somebody that I absolutely adore and I cannot wait for you to hear from her. She is a best-selling author of two books, Hustle, Believe, Receive, and Future Bo- Hashtag future boards. Uh, and she, she's very near and dear to my heart because she actually came and trained and taught at our empire university event earlier this past year. And she rocked everybody's world. And I don't mean like, woo, it was a rock star concert. I mean, if you weren't crying because she shifted your life in such a dramatic way, you were not paying attention. Okay. She's a very, very savvy businesswoman and she has truly manifested and created more importantly, the life of her dreams. And it's so cool when she tells stories, I just get fired up about it, but she's also a mama of three. She is just such a beautiful soul that you are going to hear her come through on this podcast in such a dynamic and strong way. I actually first heard of her from Ed Milet. I heard her on his podcast. God knows how long ago that was now. And I was just like, who is this woman? I must get to know her more. And she's been such a gift, not only uh, in my personal life, but also a lot of her tactics which I'm sure she's going to go through today because she does tactical training, which I'm a big fan of. This isn't going to be a fluffy podcast. So get your pens and papers and whatever else out. iPads, I don't care. Uh, But she has been... Uh, instrumental in my personal coaching. There are some of her techniques and every time she rolls one out, I'll be like, ha ha, this is one of those you've heard me do, people on the podcast. Like the what ifs, if you've heard me coach on that, I've always said, it's Sarah Centrella. Well, now you get to hear it right from the woman's mouth. So if you have not already screenshot this and put it everywhere, your Facebook stories, your Instagram stories, actually on your Facebook, on your, wherever, put it on TikTok, I don't really care. It's gonna be good. You you all are in for an absolute treat. I'm so excited for you to hear today from this woman. She's none other than Miss Sarah Centrella. Ah, Jesse Lee, how do you even compete with, with like an opening like that? I don't even know what to say. You leave me speechless every time. Um, but man, I'm so excited for our chat today. I was thrilled when uh, we connected the other day and I'm like, oh my God, I get to be on your podcast. So, and I just want to say before we kind of get started you know this is true because you were in the room, obviously, uh, when I spoke at your amazing Empire U, but 
you and your amazing team are really responsible for one of the most pivotal moments that I've ever manifested in my life. It's going to make me want to right now. I'm crying. It's okay. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Um, you know, you guys watched it happen live. It's, it was what kind of one of those magical moments that, um, when you when you see someone's dream come to life in a way that has never hit them before, it was unbelievable. It's a moment I'm never going to forget for the rest of my life. Uh, the welcome that your team gave me, the open generosity. And, um, you know, it was really one of those moments that had kept me alive in my dream, if you will, for so many years. I was like, one day, one day I'm going to walk out on a stage and someone in the audience is going to know who the fuck I am enough to like, be like, why is this bitch talking? <laughs> you know, because I, I talked to so many cold rooms for so many years and that's fine. But like, as a speaker, you just dream of like, one day they're going to receive you. You know what I'm saying? And that was just, it was so incredible. And, and on my tour, I've met so many people who were there who were just like, yep, that was a moment. Like, we're not going to forget it. So I just want to start off by saying thank you for, for helping me manifest that amazing dream. Absolutely. You know, uh, energy is everything. I believe that. And I, and I know that energy is what you've put towards all of your dreams. And that's, what's given you the results you've had in, in, uh, in your life in general. But I will say a big shout out to Melissa Hartman because she started this book club of ours and, uh, we had, we had your book. So the reason that, uh, that was able to be received by you was because we had hundreds and hundreds, if not a thousand people had read your book. And so yeah, by the, all the difference in the world, because they'd already done the work. They already well, because you had already shifted yeah. our lives. The least we could have done was reciprocate that with the love that we poured into you. So I actually have a quick question already. Just to even start this off then, because you said that yeah. like dreaming and thinking and manifesting that moment of you walking out on stage and everybody knowing who you are, like you're a rock star coming out. Like we're like, ah! Um, what is, what's, what's keeping you going right now? Because you achieved that goal. What's the, what's the dream now? What is moving you forward every single day? Yeah. So I think it is so, so critical that we're always pushing our dreams five years out. And thank God I've been teaching this and like beating it into people for the last five years, because I learned the hard way when Hustle Believe Receive came out that if you don't have your next dream kind of lined up and already in curation mode, if you will, when you realize a big, big dream, one that you've been working towards for a long time and, and Hustle Received was two years in the making. Um, and when it came out, I had what I called postpartum of a dream. I, I was so shocked that three months after it came out, I was really, found myself being really, really low. And I was like, what is wrong? Like, I should be so happy. This is everything that I wanted. I hit all the goals that I wanted to hit. Like, why do I feel so down about it? And it was really because I didn't have the next thing to focus on and the next thing to start building and the next thing to be passionate about, the next thing to be excited about. And I went through like a six month period of trying to figure that out. And I was like, Oh my God, that's never going to happen to me again. That is not fun. Um, and so since then I've kind of always built out my dreams in layers. Um, and I have, I have a lot. So, (laughs) and of course, you know me, I'm not dreaming small. So, you know, one of the things that I'm working on right now is my memoir, which is a very kind of different, um, whole different experience for me and a a dream for that is not only to get published but I would love to have that be turned into a movie at some point and you know work with uh screenwriters to to write the screenplay for that and one day win an academy award for the screenplay so you know it's going on (laughs) 
we're pushing those dreams. I love that. You got to build them out, man. They have to all start somewhere. And the, the cool thing with a dream like that is that you're making a dream that has so many steps to it that you'll have mm. multiple times that you can celebrate, I feel like. Oh, yeah. All it, the time. And, that, and you have to. And you have to kind of really translate those into moments. Like, what's the moment when I, you know, when someone reads the memoir and they're like, yes okay you know when my agent is like it's ready i can go pitch it that's going to be a huge moment that's a moment like seven years in the waiting um so there's there's a ton of those that i build up and create as like movies in my head to to power me forward you know and and when you can build them in your mind and kind of live through them like 3d style in your mind nothing can make you quit because you just want it so bad the more you think about it the more you just it pulls you it's like come on bitch let's go (laughs) right you just you can't you can't quit them uh when visualize them in that way i i love that so you really are somebody who has created the life of your dreams and you continue to have your dreams come true i know there are a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are maybe somewhere between uh scared nervous that's witchcraft there's no way impossible not me okay maybe me no not today not me there's a lot of it's a lot of women quite frankly, right? So, I mean, it's not all women. Hello, shout out to the men who are listening. But there's a lot of women who battle with this. And so can you kind of tell us your journey from maybe living a life that was not serving you into stepping more into your power and ultimately realizing all these different parts of of your your human existence? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the things that's such a big benefit to what I teach now is that I started as the biggest skeptic in the world. I I started thinking that vision boards were stupid and that it wasn't going to work and that um, the idea that you could control or change your thoughts to change results literally sounded insane to me. I was like, I heard it on Oprah way back in the day. Louise Hay was talking about it. And I was like, what is she talking? Like, I literally, my mind could not wrap itself around that. I was like, that's insanity, right? Um, And so I kind of started out almost trying to prove stuff um, very much like, documenting everything. I would like take a picture of my future board and be like, this is what it is. Here's the timestamp. So nobody can like, you know, come back and say this wasn't true or real or whatever. So I started as the world's biggest skeptic to either prove it did or didn't work. I really almost didn't give a shit because I had nothing to lose at that point. Right. Like for those of you who know my story, I started from absolutely rock bottom. My world had imploded. I had no money raising three kids. Right. So I was like, what is it going to hurt me? to try this. That, mm. that was really kind of my attitude. And, that, and I tell people to take on that attitude. It, there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, if there's a 1% chance this comes to life, honest to God, that's better than zero. So jump in, you know. Do you do that with so a lot of things in your life? Like not just future boards, vision boards, visualizing. Absolutely. But do you do that? Like what could, what, what could it hurt? Like, okay, it's going to cost me a couple hundred absolutely. dollars. What could it hurt? Do you do that? Yeah, absolutely. Because here's the thing. Most people are looking at the other side of that. They're like, oh, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be let down. I'm going to be disappointed and blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, if it does happen, how is that going to change my life? Mm-hmm. So I think that is the question. And, and you alluded to it earlier, the idea of what if I'm always going like, what if everything goes right? To me, that opens up a can of worms that I better get working on, <laughs> you know, sure. because no one prepares for that. Sure. Everyone prepares for like, what if it falls apart? What if shit hits a fan? But it's like, if if I'm asking myself, what if I become successful, what my life is going to change, then I can actually start preparing for that and taking charge in a way that makes me feel like I'm in control of my destiny because we are. Um, So yeah, I'm asking that across the board. And I think it's really helped me to pursue things that I would have maybe normally talked myself out of. 
or been too scared to try. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I love that, you know, you've, you've had the success now, right? Uh, and, but you even just said you realize you have control over your destiny. And uh, so for those of you who don't know, Sarah's story is absolutely crazy. She thought she was in the most perfect marriage ever. You know, three beautiful babies. And then she sees a text message that completely shatters her world. In moments like that, now, maybe not necessarily that moment for a lot of other people, but I'm sure many people have had a situation just like that as well. Where, how, how did you pull yourself out of that moment and say, okay, Sarah, get it together. You're in control of your life when like the love of your life is cheating on you. Like what, how, come on, like tell me sister, how do you do this? You know, what's crazy is a lot of us are going through a similar time right now as we, as we record this podcast, right? Um, Our country is, is hitting a, a shocking rock bottom that came out of nowhere, came out of like left field. All of our lives are uprooted in ways that we never saw coming two weeks ago. So in a lot of ways, even though it was, you know, it's a different circumstance, we're all getting knocked sideways for a second here too, you know? And I think when this happens, whether it's what we're all going through right now or what happened to me, we always have a choice. And I didn't know anything about self-help. So back then I couldn't have articulated it in this way. But I knew that I had a choice to either completely disintegrate and do what a lot of people do in that situation, which is turn to whatever self-destruction, you know, you can do and not get out of bed, or I could just figure it out. And I think because I had kids, it wasn't a choice, you know, and that's what I'm telling everybody in this situation. We have no choice other than to be positive. We have no choice. There is no choice. Um, You know, if we go down the other route, it's a rabbit hole that's going to destroy us. So that's not a choice uh, for me anyway. And I hope it's not for anybody else. And so when you when you think of it as I can only create from here, right, everything we're starting at a level playing field. Right. So only from here can I begin to create something new. And, And that really allowed me to give hope a chance because I didn't have anything else. I was like, you know what? it's better than thinking about what all this stuff is going wrong. So I'm just going to start daydreaming about someday when things are better. And that's exactly what all of us can be doing right now and should be doing right now. If we're spending our time daydreaming about what we want when this is over and how we're going to build a life that we really love, then guess what? We're going to be manifesting it that much faster versus focusing on our current reality, which can really spiral us down. I love that, that daydreaming because that daydreaming is manifestation and that's starting now. I've been having yeah. a lot of conversations with high high level people like yourself and they're they're viewing this from a very different perspective than most of the world which is right. that this is actually what we needed to slow us down to speed us up that this yep. is going to be a defining moment where all of these things you're daydreaming right now the 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 trips to wherever in the world you want to go and the house you want to have your family live in and the schools you want to put your kids in and the number in your bank account or whatever it is for you that starts now you said start now yep Absolutely. This is preparation. This is our preparation time. And I think a lot of people were living such manic, insane lives. And here's the thing. We were teaching our kids to do that, too. For those of us who are parents, Um, you know, we were about to raise a generation who had no idea how to connect, who had no idea um, how to cook, how to do any of the things that the human race has done since 
you know, it's invention. Mm -hmm. So I think this was a big, huge wake up call for us all to slow down, take a breath, say what is really important in our life so that now we can create a future life that incorporates all of these things. Like it's a reset. It's like, Hey bitch, y'all were about to implode. (laughs) So pause, (laughs) figure shit out and then build lives that actually really, really matter. You know, build lives that have fun built in, that have joy built in, that has passions and hobbies and, you know, time off and doing the thing that you love and being with people that you love. So this is something that I've been preaching, you know, since my first book, it's part of um, what is in a future future board way back when I was like, listen, a future board has to show your passions and joys. It has to show your relationships. It has to show relationships you want to manifest like girlfriends and mentors, things like that, that no one thinks about. And guess what? Those people who have done that are weathering this a whole lot better because they were prepared. They, they know what makes them happy, you know, like having, having my passions and joys this time is just giving me a chance to share it with my kids, giving me a chance to get better at it and things like that versus like, Oh my God, what do I do? You know? So I do think it's, it's a critical time to start creating your dream future life because it's happening now. I agree. I completely agree. So let's talk, let's start, let's start at the beginning. So right now you're, you're listening to this podcast. You're like, okay, Jesse Lee and Sarah, their life is, seems pretty good. And they're, they're all these dreams are coming true around them. They're, they're up leveling. Okay, hold on. Maybe I'm just going to start somewhere. Where does somebody start? They're ready to start now because five minutes ago we said you start now. Yeah. Where does this start? What the heck is this what if thing? What, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean I start now for my future life? What does that mean? Yeah, so I mean, everything is always going to start with figuring out what you want. And I say figuring out because it's going to take a lot of work on your part. You might think, oh, you know, yeah, I want um, I want to be successful or I want to be debt free or you throw out a bunch of cliches. Right. Um, but nobody really takes the time to say, what does debt free look like in my life? And when I am debt free, what type of life am I living? How has that changed my families, my friends? kind of what I can do in this world. No one actually goes to those levels to to plan that and to create that. And so this is the perfect time to say, in a perfect world, if I had, you know, all the money in the world and could do whatever I wanted so that kind of the, the money issue is off the table. I always try to get that off the table really quickly because it blocks so many people. Um, and I had all the time in the world, which, hello, you just got it. <laughs> we all have all the time in the world. Um, what would I love to do? And so that's a really good place to start, to just sit down with your journal and just say, what would I love to do? What would that day be like if I wake up and I'm living my dream life? What does it look like? Where, you know, where am I living? Um, who's in bed next to me? <laughs> you know, um, exactly. Like, what is what is a per- my, quote, perfect life look like? We have to start from there and create it almost as if we're watching it in a movie And then we can start to build the plan to get there. But if you don't have that, then you're, you're literally building blind. You know what I mean? And that's why most people quit is because no one wants to hustle forever. But if you don't know what you're hustling for and you don't know how that's going to feel and how it's going to change your life, you're really not motivated. As soon as you get that clarity and get that excitement around it, then, like I said, I mean, my dreams pull me out of bed. They're like, I couldn't quit them if I wanted to. Um, they become part of your DNA. So definitely start with really fleshing out what is it 
that I want in all areas of my life? What is, what is the ultimate state look like? I love that. So this one, and so to continue that thought, something Sarah teaches that I've just, I've become obsessed with. I must've coached a hundred. I don't even know. The hundred is not even enough. Probably a thousand people through this directly is this concept of what if, and she has you take out a pen and paper and you write down 50 what ifs. Like she said, what if I woke up in bed next to my perfect partner? What if my I lived in this house? What if, what if, what if, 50 of them. Yes. And for some of you, my God, it's going to take you a week. Like those <laughs> of you who are, who are so stuck in your head yeah. and in your mindset and you don't know, like it will take you time. And I even actually broke it down a little further where I had somebody who, she didn't have a hard time doing the what ifs, but every single what if had to do with how it was helping somebody else. Oh, and yeah. I said, That's okay, block. Yep. Classic block. I, yep. yeah. I said, so we're going to redo that. I want what mm-hmm. ifs for you. Like what yeah. ifs for you that have nothing to do with what if I bought my mom a car? What right, if I right. bought my husband? No, that's poo poo. What about yeah. you? Okay. This is about you. And, uh, I just thought that was super And it is such a powerful exercise because it does open up all of those questions. Like, it's almost a natural opener. A lot of people, I think, want to change their life, but they don't know what to do and they don't know how to do it. They don't even know how to kind of ask themselves the probing questions that will get the answers that they want. And I think writing down your what ifs, and and that is one of the exercises that I, I don't have a lot of rules around. I'm usually pretty strict about how I coach some of these tools because um, I want you to get you know, get to the the core or the meat of it. That's one where I say you're open. So you can put maybe a goal on there. You could be like, what if I woke up as a Kardashian? I don't give a shit. (laughs) You know, like go crazy. Um, Because what it's going to do is it's going to expand your world because we all live in a box or a bubble or whatever you want to call it, whether you acknowledge that or not, you do. And that box or bubble usually only has two up levels to it right? So the only up-leveling that you can even do is one or two levels from where you're at right now, because all that, all that we uh, think we can accomplish is based on the people that we know, um, you know, the experiences that we've kind of let into our world. So to be able to almost start from a clean slate and say, what if I could create anything in life I wanted? That's a very difficult task for a lot of people. And so this helps a lot. This is, you know, what if I made that business and it it was so successful that I had staff? <laughs> I know that's a shocking uh, concept to a lot of entrepreneurs who are just starting, who think like, I don't know if I want to be really successful because I don't want to be that busy. I still want to, you know, be a mom or whatever. I'm like, that you have staff by then. <laughs> like, you have a trainer, you have a chef, you have an assistant. Like, let's start thinking like that, you know, and, and just even those little things really start to poke a hole in that bubble and allow us to dream four or five, six levels um, ahead so that we can build that. I actually want to thank you for mentioning that because I know I have a lot of mamas who listen to this. And something that drives me crazy is I will see very powerful, let's call them celebrities, you know, on social media, acting as if everything in their life, which their lives are psychotic, okay, is being done by them. And so I'm very, I love that you use the word staff because there are people who are super successful listening to this and they think, oh my gosh, Jesse, like, don't get, please don't misconstrue it. I work 
so hard. Like, that's right. not what right. I mean. But does it need Jesse Lee's DNA? And the ability exactly. to be honest with women and say, there is a full-time assistant who is sitting in a different room in the house right now working yep. like a crazy woman. There is, I, I actually went through it the other day because I was talking about how you need to make money to help people. It's yep. not evil to make money. I have a, I have a staff. We were trying to count. It's either ten or eleven people are on staff that I'm, I'm financing their families because of this business. Right. So, just wrapping their mind around that and allow, and then that does allow you to up level. You know, and oh my and, gosh, and you can't. Here's the thing: you cannot do it without that. You absolutely cannot. So think of any successful, like you said, person that you know, any successful business owner, um, look at any company that you admire and go look at their owner, whoever started them, like none of them did it themselves. So this idea of I have to do everything, I have to like be my own mogul and whatever, like you're never going to get to the level of success that you want to get to if you don't start envisioning how it expands, you cannot ever do it all on your own. And so I tell uh, a lot of women, which is, you know, what I've done is I was starting my business, get interns. There's so many people who would love to, to learn from you, would love to be mentored from you. So if you feel like I can't afford a staff right now, or I can't pay somebody right now, that's understandable as you're building your business, get an intern. There's tons of women either in your city or online who would love to help you and offload some of the stuff that you're doing um, to make you more successful to free your time up to really do what you want to do so i think it's such a critical part of business growth and i have to tell you most women just don't think like that they really don't they're they don't they can't conceive of a time when life will be different and i want to take you there first and say when I'm chilling <laughs> and my life is great and I have time for a manicure and a yoga lesson and I'm still doing the thing I love, what does that look like? Then I can build it backwards. Sure. <clears throat> that reverse engineering is so powerful. Yeah. So an exercise you did. So so those of you who uh, are not part of our organization, most of you are not actually part of, part of our sales organization, which I love how diverse this podcast is. But we had Sarah at our event and then she the next day came in and did a workshop that I don't know who's the big leaders who are listening to this. If you do events or if you have direct access to your company, I seriously implore you to reach out to Sarah. She like she was amazing on stage. Okay. The, t- the time she's talking about when we, we all were crying cause she's having her magical moment. She was unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. And then the next day we got hours with her, a group of about, what do you say? A hundred, 120 or something. A, a, a yeah. much smaller group. It was like standing room only. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> it was we, we packed it. Was it. it was cool. Um, and you deep dove on stuff. I mean, you had me, I mean, if there, if anybody was not ugly crying, their ears, we their, crying. their ear piece. What is those things called? I, I can't remember. Yeah. Hearing aids were turned off. Like, you yep. like, on real stuff so the amount of stuff we actually as just a human race have to work through you're not alone in your pain and I think that that's Mm -hmm. a lot of what Sarah works through is that we all have insecurities we all have moments we feel like an imposter we all have moments where we think oh my gosh I don't deserve like what what what's why would I have the audacity to want the Lamborghini or I why would I want the dream I don't deserve the dream house I want to give back to children whatever it is that we these lies we tell ourselves not that you don't want to give back to children those you were like oh but I do want to give back to children yeah um but a lot of people do that they block themselves they say oh I don't need all that that's my my favorite, most hated sentence ever. I don't need all that. Like, please, if I handed it to you, you're going to say no, thank you. Like, it's such a it's such a classic block that I think a lot of people put up. And the only reason, as soon as you dig into that, the only reason is it comes down to worthiness, right? Like, you know, maybe I'm not worthy. Maybe somebody else is 
more worthy than I am, or, you know, maybe I don't deserve it yet or whatever. So that's the interesting part. Like you got to get to that because it's those beliefs, those deep down beliefs that are preventing you from being successful. Those beliefs are preventing you from earning the money that you should be earning from receiving the abundance that you should be receiving. And that is true. Even if you're hustling your ass off and that is frustrating as shit right? So on one hand, you're busting your ass. You're doing everything you're supposed to do to build your business. You are like working 12 hours a day. You're like, I'm giving it everything. I'm giving it everything. But on the other hand, your belief system, your core belief, the belief that like grounds you is saying, I don't deserve it. I don't really want it. Uh, Someone else is better. So then what's going to happen? All of this hustle is going to turn into struggle. Mm-hmm. It's going to block you from receiving all of the reward from the hustle. It's going to make you do self-sabotaging behaviors. It's going to cause more bills to come in than money. It's going to all of this shit because these two things are warring, right? Your core belief is warring with what your actual action is. So until you can do the tough work to acknowledge the fact that maybe you do have these beliefs, those beliefs are what steer the bus every time. Mm. So until we can get to them and say, what is it that I believe about money? And we did this exercise, you know, in the group that you're talking about. And we sat down and said, hey, what do I believe about money? That's a very hard exercise to do. I do it in my tour. We all cry every single time. There's no way you can get through it without crying. So I'm going to give it to your audience right now. I want your audience to get out your journal. And tonight I want you to write down and say, I release the belief that money is and just fill out that is. Everything you can possibly think of that has a negative connotation when it comes to wealth, finances, money, anything. And then when you've written everything you can possibly, possibly think of, even, even you know things you heard your parents say that you might not acknowledge as your belief, right? Write them all down. And then after that, go one step further and say, I release the belief that I'm not loved or whatever, right? So so include a love category, whatever your beliefs are about love, worthiness, whatever your beliefs are about worthiness. And then I want you to say them out loud and go outside and burn them. And it's a really powerful thing to hear your own voice say something like, I believe that money is evil. Ooh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ugh, mm-hmm. you know like that's something that you may have never said that you may have never acknowledged to anybody you know what i'm saying so when you can when you can unearth that you can actually let it go and then the other thing you're going to see is oh my god all of my beliefs are my reality all of my beliefs that i'm reading out loud right now are literally self-sabotaging you can actually put that puzzle together and once you know you can change it. Oh, okay. So everyone needs to, like I said, screenshot this sucker, put it in your story to remind yourself and then rewind the last three and a half minutes or however long that was, because that is the tactical stuff I am telling you. It is powerful when you do it on your own. If you have, if you have Sarah there and you do it as a group, you, your whole life will shift that releasing that stuff. You know, I was just having a discussion yesterday with a group of people about the money stuff. And it's like, if I say money doesn't grow on trees, the whole world knows. If I say, Hey, what do you do when the air conditioning's on? Are we heating? Are we air conditioning the whole state of 
Texas, yeah. like all these, <laughs> right. you know, uh, it was so funny. We were going through it because one of my top achievers said, it's so funny you say that because now I'm thinking about my, I don't use air conditioning in my car still. And I'm like, what? Yeah. She's like, cause my mom would always say that the air conditioning uses more gasoline and we have to pay. That's like a, that's going to, and we're like, what is that? 14 cents? You know, yes. like, our, yes. what are we doing with our, you know, and, and, and I love what you said because, um, you said, oh my God, all my beliefs are my reality. And yeah. those of you who actually do that exercise, she just asked you to do. And she goes, I just, please do that exercise. You need to understand how much you are in control of your life. And I love that your first book is called Hustle, Believe, Receive. Yes. Because you can hustle your face off. And yep. you can be the hardest worker in the room. And you can be doing the most Zooms and the most content production. And you can be doing all the stuff you see Sarah and myself doing all over social media. And touring all of the world and all this crazy stuff. But when we do it, we're, getting, we're receiving the results because there is an innate belief system now that, that tells us we deserve this. We are supposed right. to have this. We have worked hard for this. Money flows abundantly and freely. I, tr- I mean, I truly, yeah. truly believe this now. Now was yep. a really big word. That's the caveat. I was of just, this. I was just gonna say. I think the reason, and and I don't know for sure, but I would guess that is because you and I have done the work to get there. Oh God, yeah. Right. We had we had to unearth those demons, the same demons that. I swear to God, on on the tour when we do this live, and we did this in your room with a hundred and and you know twenty people maybe, but on the tour we're doing it with with thirty or forty. The the most powerful part of this whole exercise is that as we go around the room. And I'm giving away what we're doing on the tour. Damn it. No, <laughs> no y'all, honestly, so her tour got um, pushed so back. So I'll just tell them, though. Her, your, So Sarah's tour got pushed back to August. So if you are listening to this podcast, I she even has an Australia stop. I yeah. honest, I there are not that many people I will tell you, please go buy a ticket. It'll change your life. I don't even, I don't know if the tickets are $5 or $5,000. Yeah. I would spend whatever that is. They're to, affordable. To change, <laughs> to, well, whatever it's worth. I, the word affordable even, like that, hey, that's one of your yeah. things you need to work on right there. Like, I will tell you the value you will get from being part of that. Just because I was in that room, I can speak from very personal experience. It is life altering. So I yeah. go on her website, sarahcentrella.com, check her out, Insta- I don't care. Go wherever you need to find her. I'll, ha- I'll tag her stuff in the show notes, but I don't ever pimp people out like this, but I'm telling you, Sarah, what you're doing is on, I'm so, I'm not joking. You are changing people's entire existences. And it's, it was amazing what you did in that room. And the people who were willing to receive and then their, believe. Yeah, they're their soul. It's hard. This is tough work. And I tell people, you know, it's even in the description of the course. I'm like, this, this is interactive, like come prepared to, to get rid of this shit. You know, I'm not, I'm not touring just for the fun of it. I'm there to actually watch a shift happen, to make a shift happen, you know, because I know that this works and I've been coaching it now for seven years. I've seen it completely, completely change lives. Um, but I, the one last thing I want to say about this money exercise that I know all your listeners are going to go do is that I think the most powerful part about it is that everyone kind of reads theirs out loud. We all feel like we're the only ones that believe this stuff. And we're almost embarrassed to admit it, right? No one wants to say, I believe that money is evil when you're working your ass off to earn money. It doesn't make sense, you know? And so the rawness it takes to admit those beliefs. um, And then as you go around the room, I swear to God, you're gonna hear that exact belief echoed like seven or eight times in a room of 30, maybe maybe even all of 30. And I think when we're done, that is the one thing everybody says. So whatever, I know we're doing this in isolation right now because we have to, 
Um, but I want you to know whatever you've written on that list, I can promise you there is nothing you've written on that list that I have not seen or heard from, from a group setting. Everyone out there is dealing with some sort of these demons and that is what holding, that's what's holding us back. And I want to say one other thing that no matter how successful you are, you could still be dealing with these demons. Mm -hmm. So you could have just up-leveled your life 10 times. You could be earning money you never thought you would earn. Your life could already be changed, but then you plateau. And then you have a very hard time, almost as hard of a time, maybe even harder, I would say. I would say that successful people have almost a harder time re-envisioning the next levels of their success than they did to get there in the first place. Because to get there in the first place, you're hungry, right? You want it. When you are successful, a whole nother set of demons comes in, like, am I just being narcissistic? And now am I being selfish because I want to go from rich to wealthy or whatever? And so it brings on a whole lot of other demons. And and know that as you up level, you're going to be leaving part of your crew behind. That's just part of it. So all of those things are things that keep us down. And unless you can identify them, you're going to stay down. So these this work and... Um, Jesse, I'm giving your your audience the workbook so that they can do this work deeply yes. because I think you need we really need it. Um, so you can go to my website, the code's Jesse Lee to get the workbooks for free for both the books, and it will help you. It will really pull this stuff out of you so that you can get over it and start creating your life. Yeah, I want to reiterate that in case uh, in case you're busy crying right now, which you might be. Uh, <laughs> she is Sarah is so generous. She's just incredible, incredible, huge heart. She's going to give us the workbooks for both of her best selling books for free. All you need to go to, to do is go to her website and use code Jesse Lee, which is, you know, my name. I guess you probably know that by now. <laughs> um, if you need help spelling it, go on any of my social media platforms with J-E-S-S-I-E-L-E-E. And you're going to be able to get those workbooks for free. Thank you so much for doing that because I, yeah. I really feel what you're doing is changing. It's changing people's entire, entire existences. And I love what you just said about plateaus. Before I explain that, this makes no sense to you, but don't worry too much about it. I'll explain it later. The letter of this episode, for those of you playing the podcast hunting game with Sarah Centrella is E. E as an excellent, E as an extraordinary. Uh, e is the letter for this podcast. So... I just had to say that. Okay. I love that. So through this, um, doing the work, plateauing, this is so true. And I think a lot of it, I don't know, I'd like, to, I'd love to hear your perspective on it. I think a lot of it is people never expected to get to a certain level. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like this self-sabotaging thing where there's this stuff in their head. It's that difference between, yeah. um, and actually I have something I also want you to, t- to talk on as well in a second, but I want to hear about that. And then I want to hear about something you taught again in that small group. And you were talking about the people who put the exact dollar amount or the exact mm-hmm. rank speaking to network marketers on right. everything. Cause they think, okay, I want to be a uh, rank 10. So I'm going to put rank 10 all over everything. I'm going to, I'm going to put $10,000 a month, you know, on everything. Can you, can you talk about the plateaus and then can you talk about that? Cause this, this like blew a yeah. lot of people's minds. And I think yeah, this is it's so a big strong. deal. It's a big deal. And I would say, um, <clears throat> The plateaus is a very, very real thing, regardless of what business you're in. Um, I think it's probably especially true for network marketers, right? Because when when they do reach those levels, you'll probably, and I, I don't know the business, but I would assume that you'll really see a leveling off at various stages, yep. right? Where it's really hard to get someone to kind of push up to that next one. Um, not because they're not capable, not because they couldn't do it, but because of all this other stuff that has not been addressed. And I think one thing that comes up a lot 
for successful people when they're trying to up level to that that really elite group, right? To go from uh, comfortable to debt free, from debt free to you know feeling like they're living a lavish life to to wealthy, which is you know a, even a different category in its own, is they really are dealing with a lot of that like am I selfish stuff. So, and, and also they're going to separate themselves from pretty much everyone they knew at that point, right? Especially um, if you started, you know, with friends from high school or whatever. So you're, you've done a lot of separating as you're growing um, your business or as you're growing your wealth. <clears throat> and so I think changing how we look at money and how we talk about money and how we think about money is absolutely critical to ever get to that level. So you have to start seeing it as a way for you to do what you're doing, Jesse Lee. You're you're providing um, an income for many more than ten people, but directly, you know, the, the staff that you have. And so you have to start thinking about it in a different way. Thinking about it as you are multiplying yourself. You're multiplying that wealth, you know, across um, hopefully the world, right? So it 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 is a real thing and it's going to take you finding out what is it? What is it that's blocking me? What is holding me back? What beliefs have I not completely eradicated as it pertains to, to wealth? Um, because until I address them, I'm not going to get those results and I'm not going to pass that plateau. Um, and then to your, to your other point, this is a really common thing. Um, super common. So I think a lot of people are super stuck on goals and, uh, I can't even tell you how many times people will say, I want a million dollars or I want to like earn a million dollars, whatever. And I'm like, yeah. And because nobody can translate for me on the spot, if I were to ask them, what does a million dollars do for your life? Can you please describe to me what your life is like when you have a million dollars hanging out in your bank account? No one has any fucking idea. First of all, if they do, they think they're living the same life. That's the part that kills me. <laughs> they're like, I'm still in my same house. I still have my same friends. I still have my same, but you do not. <laughs> you do not. Okay. Like you get facials now. Like <laughs> you have new clothes. You, you have a new skin. bed. Like, yes. but, but then again, that's unearthing some of those things that are holding them back. People are like, oh, well, no, I wouldn't change. I would be the same. You know, no, you would not. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that change, we have to, we have to do that change. So if you're feeling resistance in that piece of it, if all of like, it doesn't make you uncomfortable to say I want a million dollars, but it makes you very uncomfortable to visualize how your life is gonna change, shit, you know your problem. You know where you gotta like put the work in to get that stuff to change before that's ever gonna come. The other thing is, why would you cap yourself? That's, that's the basic thing, why would I ever, put a fixed dollar amount on anything because what's going to happen is chances are you could manifest a million dollars and then wind up having a million point two that you owe in a lawsuit or in bankruptcy or whatever, you know, so don't get fixated on a number, no matter what it is. Instead, visualize what your life is like when that is just, hanging out in your investments or hanging out in your bank, right? So that's a whole different scenario. And then to your point on, on the rank stuff, again, why would you cap yourself, right? So I, I, I'm assuming in network marketing, there's all kinds of places you can go, right? Um, so being fixated on one number, yes, you, you probably will manifest that number, but then you're going to have 10 times harder 
time ever getting past that. Mm-hmm. It will probably be your ceiling unless you do a lot of work to get past it. Um, <clears throat> so that's what I see a lot of. I see tons of this. Yeah. I see tons of, I want to, I've never made $5,000 a month before. That is my big goal. I want to make 5,000. And then they are literally stuck there. And then they slowly, or, you know, very Ed Milet, but turn down the temperature over yep. and over and over. Or the rank thing. It's like, all I want to do is hit the car rank. The car, almost every company has a car. So yeah. the car, right, the right. car, they get the car. And then it's like, oh, I can ne- I've been trying to get to rank seven for two years now. No, you are actually yeah. still fixated on that you stared at a thing on your wall for two years that had a flipping rank whatever yep. to get your car. And your brain is yep. still there. Yep, exactly. So that, I mean, if anyone has any type of rank that they want to fixate on, whatever the top rank is in anything should be the only thing you do fixate on. So whatever the ceiling is that you absolutely can't pass, that should be the only thing that, that you have on there. And and how you should translate that is, you know, I'm sure your organization and most organizations have some type of ceremony where they're, where they're acknowledging um, the winner of the top rank, right, in some sort of way. That should be the picture that should be on your board. It's that moment. And, and what you go to in your mind is what is it going to feel like to walk on that stage and receive that? Um, what's it going to feel like to look out and see my team that I've created, that I've changed all of their lives based on this, right? So those are the moments that you start creating in your head that will fire you up and that will get you motivated and that will not let you quit until you have your moment. Like nothing will stop you until you have your moment. But if all you have is a rank on your thing, that becomes a dead weight around your neck really quickly because the first month that you're off track to that, what happens? Right. You rabbit hole down and you're like, Oh, now I have to do double to get back up or whatever. And this is true for anybody in any business that you're in yes. or in any goal that you have. I always tell people be really careful with your goals because goals, especially for dreamers turn into a dead weight faster than anything else because a goal <clears throat> is a really finite, you know, it's a check mark essentially. And so if your goal is to make a million dollars and you made 900,000, your, your human reaction is to be like, I failed. I didn't hit my goal. You know, I didn't get to get my check, damn it. Um, and instead of all the gratitude and the abundance is growing and, and seeing your life change in all the ways you wanted it to change. So separate yourself from that stuff that's finite and start imagining how your life is going to change and why you want it to change and who is going to be impacted by that change and how good it's going to feel. Mm-hmm. when you can wake up in that life. I love that. No finite goals. I love that so much. And the visualization is so important. Something you said that I think is very important we go back on and you just touch on a little bit if you're okay with it is, first of all, thank you for giving people permission to understand your life will not be the same. Uh, I know you want to think that every single Tom, Dick, and Harry from elementary school is coming yeah. right along with you on this success train, but I ha- I thank you. For saying that because sometimes people need a lot of permission and they need to hear it over and over and over again that it's okay that your friends from elementary, middle, and high school and college and even your first 10 years maybe in the workforce are not the people. You know, even even just speaking to network marketers, I get it. You had a core group and you loved each other and they are not growing and you want to grow so bad and you think, but they're my team. I just, I love them so much. So can you please talk on that a little bit? Like that whole, not everyone's coming with you. Your life is not going to look the same. And how do you, how do you get, how do you break past that? How do you, how does that, how do we even put that in our minds where it's like, Hey, it's, they're not coming with you. She said she wanted to hit top rank too. She doesn't baby. She doesn't want to. Yeah. Here's the thing. Get selfish, damn it. 
<laughs> it gets selfish. I mean, I have no problem saying I am out here hustling for my family. There's four people in this world that I'm hustling for myself and my three children. That's it. I'm creating an empire for them to set us up. Like if you want to come along with me and you want to not ride my coattails, <laughs> first of all, not suck my energy, not bleed me dry, not ask me for advice 24 seven and then not take any of it and not make changes in your life. But if you want to be a partner in that and share your knowledge so that we can grow together, awesome. Then we're gonna do that. The minute that changes, I have no problem cutting loose and that might sound hard and whatever, but guess what? The last 10, 12 years that I've been doing this on my own, creating the life that I want on my own, I've gone through probably four iterations of entire groups. And that's just facts. And the first one was really tough. That's when you are getting rid of all those people that really don't matter in your life anyway. You know, it's kind of the elementary ones and all that, you know, that first cut. Um, and then the second one is a little bit tougher. Those are probably people who are closer to you who really start to resent your success, who really start to treat you differently, who start to you know, do passive aggressive shit, um, stop liking all your stuff as their little statement for, oh, you think you're cool now. Meanwhile, you haven't changed. <laughs> you're just moving forward and they're not. So you have to get to a place where like that energy isn't healthy for me. And I'm okay with letting that go because guess what? I'm on this planet to provide for my family and to make a better life for them. And I want to extend that energy to anyone who's open and willing to receive it. And if you're not, you're not my team. You're not my crew. You're not my people. Mm -hmm. If you're here to suck me dry, you're not my people. And I have no problem using the little block button on phones or social media or on anything else because I, I really think that we have to protect our dreams and we have to protect what we are growing and our family first. And the, for some reason, a lot of women especially have a very hard time doing that. They just want to bleed dry to everybody and everything. And you cannot grow that way. You cannot get where you want to go that way. You have to get to a place where it's like, no, first comes my family, first comes myself, first comes my dreams. And when I am doing that, that means I am being authentic to my path. And that is going to automatically start to change my crew in a positive way. So as you let go of the bleeders and the ones that are unhealthy, the universe is going to replace them with amazing people, people that give you beautiful energy, people who um, want to help you reach the next level. And, and the energy you give to the people who want to learn from you will be reciprocated and it will be good. It won't feel like a drain. Um, so just know that that's going to be part of your process multiple times. And I think, I've gotten to a place now where I really do believe the saying people are in your life for a season. And while they're there, I love them hard. I go hard. I don't, I'm not going to be guarded and jaded about it. I'm going to accept them and go hard. And when it's time, I'm going to let them go too, you know? So I, th and I think most successful people that I know and that I've interviewed and talked to, it's just part of it. And, yeah. and that could be the thing that's holding you back, you know, really look into that. If that is your biggest fear, guess what? It's a given. It's going to be part of your process. So deal with that because until you do, it's going to hold you back. I love that. And you know, unfortunately, I'll just be the one to say it, but sometimes it's going to be people that are the closest to you. You know, mm -hmm. somebody who you viewed as family or maybe really literally was family, you know, oh, yeah, or they, well, I didn't know anybody when I moved to that town and they were so nice to me and I don't care. You're yeah. not growing it's been as a family person. For me. It's been best friends. Yeah. It's been every every piece of my crew to the point where you know, like I am okay with with building what I've got to build, and if that means that 
you know, I have a very small crew. I'm perfectly fine with that because I have an amazing crew of, of everybody who's been following this and doing this. And, you know, so the universe does replace that. I don't feel like I'm, you know, have lost that or like there's a hole or I'm missing that connection or whatever. The universe has always delivered um, what I needed when I needed it. And there's so many other ways that we can, can get that. And, you know, it it is going to be part of your journey. It just is. The key distinction I'll just say for those of you who your heart's breaking a little bit right now, because you're thinking, oh God, I got to kick him out of my life. Oh God, but he was, oh, oh gosh, she's got, oh goodness. What do I, listen, it's not that you're leaving people. Like, I don't want it to sound like you're like, okay, let me make the phone call. Hi, we're breaking up. We're no longer friends. It's not how it works. Mm -hmm. You gave people the option to come with you. You have to wrap your mind around that concept. But not everybody wants to. Not everybody wants to grow. People will tell you they want to. I want you to start following their actions a lot more than their words. I will give you permission to do that for sure. Yeah. And I will say, um, you're so right. Most of the time, they recede on their own. Yes. Or or they bring it up to you. and, And because it's... And the saying is true, like, I've heard a lot of, you know, celebrities say this, like, I didn't change everyone around me changed. And it really is true. People get weird when you're growing and when, you know, they feel like you automatically think you're better than them when you haven't treated them any different. Maybe you've even overcompensated and treated them better, you know, so... I would say more times than not, it's them that recedes or it's them that has the conversation or it's them that blows up. It's almost very rarely, thank God, kind of, do you have to make that call? Unless it is a super negative person and you're like, you know, sure. that to go. I mean, it's never, you know, they're never calling you and saying whatever. It's always passive aggressive. It's always, oh, my business just fell apart because, yeah. you know, uh, it's all her fault. You know, it's, it's crazy stuff. So just understand yeah. those people are just cuckoo and you just got to move along. I love that. So I respect your time, but I would love if you please. Uh, well, first thing, let me reiterate one last time. Uh, you're going to go to sarahcentrella.com. The code is Jesse Lee for two free workbooks that are going to help you. I mean, she is so, we only really hit on like two or three tactical things. I'm telling you, this woman is like, she's, you speak to my soul, Sarah, because I'm such a tactical trainer as well. I so, am too. Like you got to um, know what to do. You got to know you gotta, what to like, do. You got to have it in front of you. You got to be able to do the work. Otherwise, what's the point? Yes. So my <laughs> My final question for you then would be if you could think of one thing that is just a massive, massive key distinction that allowed you to have some of the success that you have today that you could give to people that they can just go and leave here and just do something because they're motivated after listening to this. They're fired up. They're calling their friends and dumping them. I'm kidding. Uh, But like they're ready to go. Can you uh, can you please maybe give one of just those key things that just shifted your whole life to uh to the audience yeah i think probably the biggest thing that you can start doing literally today and most importantly today especially for what we're going through right now is start to shift your mindset and how you do that is you stop focusing on everything that is going wrong everything that you're afraid of um and this is again true for for what we're going through or true for anything that you're dealing with um in in your life the more you focus on anything that is fear-based is doubt-based uh any of those all it's doing is manifesting those results for you in the future so you're essentially asking the universe to bring you more lack bring you more bills have more shit fall apart like you just cannot allow that um and that's what i that's what i'm telling everybody right now like you do not have a choice you can't go there because that's that's creation every second you spend thinking about that every second you spend uh stressing and worrying about it you're actually sending an order out for that shit to continue down the line Mm. like who wants that it's crazy so we have to start 
mentally and with our words and with the things that we surround ourselves with saying things as simple as I love my life. I love my life. I'm growing every single day. I am a boss. I'm becoming, you know, um, a mogul. I'm building my dreams. I'm living my dreams. I'm so proud of myself. Like literally start changing that narrative and force it in every day, force it in, force it in. And that is how you lay the road ahead for you to create an entirely different reality. Um, it's a simple thing to do, but it is not easy. It's going to take, you know, dedication. It's going to take you fighting feelings and the urge to go the other way because that's your natural inclination so every day that you wake up like pump yourself full of all the words that describe who you want to become and who you are becoming and guess what there's going to be a day where you're going to wake up and you're going to be like yeah that's me bitch <laughs> oh Sarah became her yes <laughs> I love it uh, thank, and it comes, it comes in the daily work. So thank you for saying what to do. And I, I encourage people to do it every single day until it turns into your reality. Yep. So Sarah, you are an absolute gem. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy lady, but you just threw down on here. I hope you all have already shared it. this to many people. I would literally get the hyperlink from this podcast and send it to some friends who just, you know, need to shift their life. So Sarah Centrella, you are incredible. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your time. I love you. I appreciate you. Um, you're absolutely amazing. Love you so much, Jesse Lee. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Absolutely.